0: Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Sunday, August 20th, 2023. Our bit today comes from Job 19, verse 25, which says, For I know that my Redeemer, or kinsman, liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter or last day upon the earth. Well, here comes Sunday, here comes Sunday, coming down as a sunny day yes friends today is supposed to be really hot and sunshiny in my neck of the woods so we need to get to church early to fellowship with other believers worship and glorify our wonderful god to give thanks and receive renewed confidence for the upcoming week no that doesn't mean we have to rush through our worship but try to get to the cool of home before the stifling heat develops. And with that in mind, let's get straight to our worship song for today, which most appropriately states, I know that my Redeemer lives. And if you are a true believer in Christ Jesus, then you know that for a certain fact. This soulful hymn, so rich in biblical imagery and truth, was written by the British pastor Samuel Medley, who lived between 1738 to 1739. And it's one we all know and love. So please, let's sing it now with sincere hearts, raising our voices in sacrificial, soulful praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who most certainly is very much alive and kicking today. Whoa! So singing, I know that my Redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead. He lives, my ever-living head. He lives triumphant from the grave. He lives eternally to save. He lives all glorious in the sky. He lives exalted there on high. He lives to bless me with His love. He lives to plead for me above. He lives my hungry soul to feed. He lives to help in time of need. He lives to grant me rich supply. He lives to guide me with His eye. He lives to comfort me when faint. He lives to hear my soul's complaint. He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. He lives all blessings to impart. He lives my kind, wise, heavenly friend. He lives and loves me to the end. He lives and while he lives, I'll sing. He lives my prophet, priest, and king. He lives and grants me daily breath, He lives and I shall conquer death. He lives my mansion to prepare. He lives to bring me safely there. He lives all glory to his name. He lives my Savior still the same. Oh, the sweet joy this sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives all glory to his name. Yes, he lives my Savior still the same. Oh, the sweet joy this sentence gives i know that my redeemer lives whoa my fellow saints there's not an untrue word in that hymn for every statement made there's a scripture that can be brought forth to prove its inerrant truth and the first thing we need to get our heads around is that our redeemer lives yes friends for that's the essence of the song as well as our christian faith because, if we don't acknowledge and sincerely believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, rose from the dead, and still lives on still lives on both in heaven and our souls, then there is no substance to our faith and isn't it strange and rather prophetic that long before Jesus came to earth to do his thing that the patriarch job could have made this mind-boggling statement on the subject. When crying out for his friends to have pity on him, because the hand of God had touched him with many trials and tribulations, he steadfastly declared, <laughs> "Believe a spell declared wrong. I don't know why now, nah? but whatever." Job steadfastly declared, "For I know that my redeemer or kinsman liveth." and that he shall stand at the latter or last day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me, or how my heart yearns for that day. And that comes from Job 19, 27 our friends that is such a powerful scripture especially for old testament times and the scholars offer these interesting explanations on the passage they say between for verses 19 so sorry for chapter 19 verses 23 to 27 in there god has humiliated job and you can find it in verses 8 to 12 his friends and relatives have abandoned him verses 13 to 20 and he has been reduced to pleading for pity but from the depths of degradation he expresses the confidence that if his case could only be recorded for posterity future generations would judge him favorably and that comes from verses 23 to 24 Furthermore, he knows confidently that he has a Redeemer, verse 25, one who will champion his cause and vindicate him. Now, the Redeemer is more than an arbiter, with a reference there to chapter 933 or witness chapter 1619, but a kinsman Redeemer who will avenge him. Clearly, Job viewed God Himself as the Redeemer and the Hebrew word is in fact used often of God, and you can find a reference here to Psalm 19.14 and Isaiah 41.14. Meanwhile, in my flesh, of verse 26, 26 speaks of a resurrected body, though it may also be translated apart from my flesh as a spirit being. The emphasis of the original means, from the standpoint of my flesh in my resurrected body. Here then is clear evidence of the Old Testament belief in the resurrection of a human body. Now, that's definitely interesting information. And before Jesus came, the Lord himself declared, sure believe I spell declared wrong again, brother. Yes, he declared it through the prophet Isaiah, where he warns, Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee, thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of, or by me, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. And that comes from Isaiah forty-four twenty-one to 22 and it could not get any clearer than that. My faithful brethren, no. And since time and space are quickly running out on us, we have to get to Jesus and his New Testament redemption. And redemption is basically a metaphor for buying back. Jesus brought back our sins through his death on the cross, his resurrection and ascension. His shed blood paid the high price that was needed to redeem or buy back our sinful souls from the bondage in which the devil held us captive. As Paul says in Ephesians, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And that's Ephesians 1, 7. Meanwhile, in Paul's message to Titus, he pens it thus, looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, that's his own special people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. And that comes from Titus 2, Verses 13-15 to And my fellow saints, that's as good a way as any to end today. So let's take Bro Paul's advice to Titus to heart and go out and speak, exhort and rebuke with all authority while allowing no one to despise us. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Without the price of Jesus' sinless blood, which flowed on Calvary's hill. Redemption will not be possible, and we we'll would still be slaves of Satan, and that's the gospel truth. However, unfortunately, some of us are still the slaves of Satan, although Christ paid the high price to redeem us. So please, friends, Christ already made the sacrifice. It's time we do our part and start to live for him, get away from the evil devil because all he has is deceit and hellfire and damnation to look forward to. So let's get together on this Sunday, unite, worship, love one another, and live for Jesus. And we pray that in his mighty and strong name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.